business to new insane revenue levels doesn't have to be overwhelming. It's all about the right strategy, team, efficiencies, and confidence. Welcome to the Entrepreneur Evolution Podcast. With over 1 million downloads, it's the go-to business podcast dedicated to business owners who want to evolve out of operating in the day-to-day and make their dreams come true. I'm your host, Annette Walter, and I'm so happy you are here. As a former banker, I have now been an entrepreneur for over 15 years and have started, grown, acquired, and sold over 20 multi-million dollar companies to date. Together, you and I will strengthen your existing business, build your dream team and process, grow your wealth and legacy, all while surrounding you with a community of rockstar entrepreneurs just like yourself. Are you ready to evolve? Let's get started. Welcome, welcome. I'm so happy you are here. Today, we are joined by John Austinson, CEO of Fran Bridge Consulting. John is a top 1% franchise consultant nationally, and he leads FranBridge Consulting as CEO. He draws on his experience as a former Inc. 500 franchise president and multi-brand franchisee in serving his clients. He is the author of Non-Food Franchising. So if you are curious about the franchising space, you need to grab his book. All of the details is here for you in the show notes, along with a private link for you to sign up uh, to meet with me and have a little time carved out to talk about you and your business. You're working hard and you don't need to do this alone. I want you to have a space to vent, to organize your thoughts, to gain objective insight along with a powerful resource um, of just great direction for you. So reach out if you haven't done so. Honestly, clicking that link is the hardest step, the biggest first step that you can make, Um, but just do it. You won't regret it. No pressure on this end if it's not right for you, but I always want to offer this to you so that you do not feel alone in what you're doing. Keep evolving, entrepreneur. We are so, so proud of you. Enjoy today's episode. Well, hello there, John. How are you today? Annette, doing great. Appreciate you having me on and looking forward to our conversation. Absolutely. Today, I'm joined by John Austinson. He is the CEO of Franbridge Consulting. I love this topic of franchises. And I know everyone in our audience just is going to gain so much from our conversation today. So let's start with your story. Tell us about yourself. You can rewind as far as back in diapers to post-college, wherever you, you know, whenever it gets interesting, right? <laughs> well, I listen to a lot of podcasts too. So I, I know listeners usually want to cut to the chase. So um, yeah, I'll fast forward from uh, from the childhood, but um, you know, based here in Atlanta, Georgia, have a wife, a few kids active in the community. Uh, but when you go back a few steps, I spent many years in the corporate world, uh, like many of your listeners and always had that itch to do something more entrepreneurial and didn't know how to scratch that itch or what that looked like. And, mm-hmm. you know, the longer you go in the corporate world, the more you get the golden handcuffs and it's hard to break free, but, uh, but really just broke free about seven years ago. So, um, had the opportunity to step in as the president of uh, Shelf Genie franchise system. And so went from public company to private company. And uh, with Shelf Genie, I was supporting franchise owners across North America, um, really, uh, you know, helping them in their day-to-day operations and, uh, Really learned a lot through that experience, and it opened up my eyes to this world I have now dubbed non-food franchising. So 
Fast forward, I partnered with the founder of Shelf Genie. We spun off. We've invested in franchises on the franchisee side of the table. So I've been on both sides there. Mm-hmm. Um, and with other partners as well, we've invested in franchises. So, um, but anyway, we've got good people running those for us and allows me to spend over 90% of my time helping others do the same. And so, um, you know, with Frambridge, we work across North America, all across all uh, the U.S. And, and Canada, and we represent over 600 different franchise brands. And, um, you know, I re- recently wrote a book called Non-Food Franchising. I've just found that people associate franchising with fast food, and yet there's right. so many other industries out there. And that's really where I see 95% of my clients wanting to go. And so ultimately, we play matchmaker and uh, help connect these great opportunities with those that are looking for them. So, I love it. So what's trending right now? Yeah, I, I always say that non-sexy is the new sexy. When you think of like industry types, it's the boring businesses. It's things like insulation and dumpsters and concrete paving and oil changes. We had seven different clients last year buy into a gutter business. And mm-hmm. you know, we had everyone from, we had several doctors, we had corporate executives, we had mm-hmm. existing business owners, um, and we had a Wall Street attorney outside of Boston that bought it. And so, you know, people that are looking to, I wouldn't say reinvent themselves, but they put that business owner hat on and say, hey, what are those opportunities that are going to withstand whatever the economic conditions are, you know, that are Amazon resistant, in some cases, COVID resistant, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, those are the boxes that many of them are looking to check. And so we help them kind of navigate the the territory and then tee up the right opportunities for them. It's so exciting to see those different types of industries too. Isn't it fascinating? A lot of them service-based that you mentioned, right? Um, You know, and we're our little conversation in the beginning, you know, obviously about my palette background. So very non-sexy business. So I I completely get it. (laughs) So tell us about that preliminary step when they, uh, the business owner or the business owner to be is curious about having the franchise as a part of their portfolio or their day-to-day, you know, drive and things. Yeah. It, no, it, I, I'd say first off, it's entirely free to work with us. We're funded by the brands. It's very much like an executive search model. Um, and we recently came out with the book, Non-Food Franchising, which I'm more than happy to share a digital copy with any of your listeners if they want to come out to our web, website. Um, but really, the, the book's a good kind of first step to educate and really get your arms around how franchising works. Does franchising make sense? We have a chapter on franchising versus startups. We have a chapter on franchising versus you know purchasing an existing business. And then we get through all the ins and outs uh, of it. But you know, I, I think what we're seeing out there on the ground is probably one third of our clients are looking to make a jump full time into owner operator, uh, run the day to day type role. The other two thirds are looking to keep their day job or keep their focus on their existing business that they're running. And they're looking to expand that portfolio. So you know, we just have so many client case studies where they've gotten involved in businesses to either complement their core business or maybe they diversify from them. Um, And so, yeah, we love going down that path and really educating our clients and then exposing them to, you know, what are those top nine or 10 opportunities to have the franchise or leadership team that's been there. They've got the track records, you know, they've raised up successful franchisees. You know, we look at that, we look at, you know, competitive advantages of a business within its industry. We look at the financial model, and because we do more deals than anyone else in the country, we get great visibility into what's resonating, why is it resonating. So we bring all that intelligence in and we combine it with what our clients share with us. Then we look at what's available in their market and then guide them towards those top ones for consideration. Very cool. So do you ever get the question of, I've got this great business, I want to turn it into a franchise? I'm sure you get that. I see you're smiling. Yeah. 
Yeah, great question. No, it, we do. And, and as a member of the entrepreneurs organization, I have quite a few companies that come yes. to me and say, hey, hey should we scale through franchising? Um, yeah. And so I'm always happy to have that conversation and kind of share the pros and cons. And we even have a chapter in the book on um, on should you franchise your business? Uh, I don't personally take them through the process, but I do have a partner that does and does an outstanding right. job of just taking them A to Z to tee it up for franchising. And no, there's a lot of benefits to franchising the business. Um, you know, when you think about the exit, you think about scaling, using other people's money, having people with skin in the game. Yeah, the the flip side is I always tell people you've got to be ready. You've got to um, have a good team in place ready to support franchise owners. Because what's going to happen is you're going to wake up one day and you're going to have kids all across North America that are looking to you as their leader to have expectations of you. So you just have to be ready for it. Absolutely. it's a great answer. So what do you love most about being an entrepreneur now that you're seven years on the other side, right? <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you what, I have never looked back and, uh, you know, feel blessed to have had the experience that I had in the corporate world, but there's just something that comes with building something for yourself and, and being able to help others and doing it on your terms. And I was sharing with a client a few minutes ago that's, you know, considering this high level W2 C-level role or mm -hmm. whether he wants to, to buy into a franchise that he's been looking at. And, you know, you can compare apples to apples as far as some, maybe the cash flow or the franchise versus the W2. But I was explaining to him that, you know, you're also building an asset that's going to have exit value down the road. And you're also able to write off a lot of expenses, you know, the kind of those intangibles that you can't as a W-2. And I was sharing with him that, you know, my kids, you know, they, they ship out all the books for me. They do the packaging and I pay them for that. They do a few other miscellaneous things. I pay them each 12000 a year. These are young kids. Mm -hmm. You know, but then we roll a good bit of that into a Roth IRA for each of them because now they have earned income and yet they're tax exempt based on income level. So there's a lot of little tax plays, um, a whole lot more than that. Um, right. but that's just one small example that's top of mind. And so I like all everything that goes with business ownership. And right. I, I mean, you're a business owner, you know this. It's it's not easy to stand up a business, mm -hmm. but it is doable, especially when you have someone on the sidelines to help you. Mm -hmm. And, you know, end of the day, having that freedom and that flexibility to, you're going to have challenges. It's just, you want to trade your W2 challenges for business ownership challenges. To me, it made sense. I see a lot of books in uh, the background there, especially yours, which I, I can't wait to get my hands on. Um, tell us about one of your favorite business books that you like and recommend to, to people other than your own. <laughs> right. You know, I'm reading quite a few books at any given time and listening to them. You know, we're uh -huh. all listening to this book summaries at times. Um, but I go back back to Jim Collins and just the good to great and yes. uh, you know, built to last. A, a friend got me who is a very successful business owner kind of got me to revisit Jim Collins. We all read his books, you know, a decade or two ago. Right. Um, but he's really become a disciple of Jim Collins. And when you look at things like the flywheel or the groundhog principle, you know, some of those frameworks mm -hmm. that he used to analyze different situations. Um, just a lot of wisdom there. So, yeah, yeah I like that. Um, you know, I go back to Darren Hardy's compound effect a lot. You know, mm -hmm. it's basic, it's not rocket science, but such helpful reminders that those things you do on a day to day basis over time really have that compound effect and, and can make all the difference in the world. So, oftentimes I'm chatting with clients around, you know, what's the easiest thing to do, you know, for the next six months? Probably stay the course, you know, mm -hmm. change is hard but where do you want to be in five years and what will you be glad that you decided, you know, to, to do five years ago in hindsight. So, um, 
starting with the end in mind, Stephen Covey. I love it. I love it all. So you mentioned the kids and I see the beautiful pictures behind you. Um, let's talk about dinner table talk because my kids are very involved in our businesses as well. Do you ever ask them any certain question around the dinner table or anything that kind of works that, you know, you all just like to bring up and discuss as a, a young family? Yeah, you know, I, I wish we would take it down that track. I, I try. They, they all give me a you know, joke about my book and how I, I'm trying to incorporate it into their school libraries since they're right. back on that. Um, cool. I, yeah, I like to find creative ways to embarrass them. But, yeah. no, they... <laughs> It, you know, I, I think they're learning. We, we recently started using the green light card where you can, you know, yes. put some money on their card and have them do chores. You know, we, I'm, the founder's a fellow Atlanta and a friend of mine. Um, it's now a billion dollar valuation. It's crazy. Oh, I bet. Um, I bet. But, you know, whether it be green light or my daughter, who's only seven, she's our middle child, wants to start an art business. And so we're looking at creating a website. I'm going to have my assistant work with her to try to uh, set it up and try and get my son who's 11 to you know, go pre um, not pressure wash but uh, blow driveways in the neighborhood so you know we're trying to incorporate some of this i'm trying to teach them you know with the investing side of it the compound um but i think i need to be patient it'll come i, I don't know that they gravitate towards it off the bat there's definitely okay. topics of more interest so what about your own experience it's fun it's fun so the other day i was driving my boys to school and uh i said if you could start any business right now what would it be right and Jameson, my youngest, he's 11. He goes, I would have a Chick-fil-A that's open on Sundays. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you know what? That's pretty good, Jay. <laughs> that is great. You know, Andrew Cathy, their, their CEO, Dan handed it over to Andrew. His kids go to our kids' school. And so I see Andrew on a regular basis. And we joke about that. I mean, getting a Chick-fil-A is probably one of the hardest things you can do in America. When you look oh, at the wow. sheer numbers of people that apply, it's something like, I want to say for every 10,000 that apply, they grant one. I bet. I bet. I remember when I was in my banking days, I did, I was in the mortgage banking. This was like, you know, 2001 and a gentleman was bringing a Chick-fil-A to the area. It was like one of the first ones. Right. And I was just thinking, oh my goodness, he's going all in on this. But man, if he wasn't one of the smartest people now, right. Absolutely. You'll have to share with him that joke about my little guy. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I know no. why they aren't open for religious purposes, but still it's funny. <laughs> yeah. I like that a lot. I like uh, that a lot. That's funny. Well, great. So um, where can we find you? Where can we buy the book? Where can we learn more about you? Yeah. No, appreciate it. You certainly follow us on LinkedIn. You know, we post content, you know, close to daily out there. Um, come out to our website, sign up for our free newsletter. So the website's franbridgeconsulting.com. That's F-R-A-N, bridgeconsulting.com. And if you sign up for our uh, monthly newsletter that we put out some great content, we'll also share um, a copy of our digital book with you, whether audio or PDF version. Um, if you'd like to go to Amazon and buy it, again, it's called Non-Food Franchising. Um, if you purchase it on Amazon or any other retailer, all profits go to a great nonprofit that we support to, to a charity. Right. So uh, dollars are going to a good place, but no, would love to, uh, you know, if that's of interest, we can certainly get on a call as well. Just let my assistant know when she reaches out and we'll set up some time. And um, yeah, we've, we've been able to help quite a few would-be entrepreneurs and existing entrepreneurs over the past couple of years. And I would love to help your listeners in any way we can. That's great. That's great. And do you want to mention the charity that the proceeds go to? Yeah, absolutely. The uh, charity is Hope International, which is a great uh, nonprofit. Um, it's a Christian-based organization. My son and I actually went on a mission trip with them last summer down to the Dominican. Right. Um, but their whole approach is 
a hand up versus a handout. So it's empowering entrepreneurs in their local communities in these very impoverished areas, making micro loans to them and, you know, providing micro insurance and whether that's helping a small farmer, you know, be able to buy seeds, you know, for that next year or helping someone, you know, be able to purchase chickens, they can lay eggs and, you know, contribute both to their family and their community. You know, it's sustainable commerce. And so we're able to see firsthand just the power behind it and um, believe in the mission behind it. That's powerful stuff. Thank you for sharing that last part. Okay. So last uh, question here, what keeps you going as a business owner? Any you know, personal mantra or motto or just purpose there that you'd like to share with the audience? Yeah. You know, I, I joke that I'm the hardest boss I've ever had by far. <laughs> and so I, I work hard. I, I'm out here in the office at five 30 in the morning, um, you know, grinding, but I love what I do. And ultimately it's because we're helping people. And so, yeah, I mean, to me, it, it's about stewardship. You know, I think we've been given an opportunity here to, to help a lot of people and, um, you know, trying to make the most of our time and efforts and uh, resources and, um, you know, where I get my validation is when my clients come back and buy additional locations, when they come mm -hmm. back and buy oftentimes additional businesses, you know, we have quite a few clients that have purchased multiple franchises over time through us or when they refer their brother-in-law or what have you. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, that's, that's probably what we strive for. And those are the wins that really get us excited. That's awesome. That's great. Best of luck to you, continued success. And thank you so much for sharing your story here. It was great. Great. Thank you so much, Annette. Enjoyed our conversation. Wow, what an episode. Did you learn something new? I hope so. I am so happy you were able to be here with us today. I'd love to hear from you. Leave me a review and I will be sure to read it and respond to you. Also, if you'd like to email me, my email address is urock at iEvolveConsulting.com. Hit subscribe and every Tuesday you'll get notification when the next episode drops. We really have some amazing interviews and tips in the future. Anything you need, I'm here for you. I want you to keep your momentum. I want to help you stay accountable. I want you to stay inspired. I want you to evolve. So please let me know what you need and I'd love to hear from you. Take care until next time.